Hey, welcome to the RVTravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Sure looking forward to learning more today. Maybe that's your objective as well. We'll be talking with Josh, the RV nerd. With kind of a different approach, we're looking, you know, and, and timely, if nothing else. Josh is going to go over some of the hidden problems you might want to take a closer look at if you're shopping for a used RV. This guy knows his stuff. He's with the Halet RV independent dealer in Michigan and uh, knows a thing or two about RV travel, RV maintenance, and how to shop for one. All coming up on the RVTravel.com podcast. That's not all, though. We'll get to know our neighbors, learn a little bit about how self-sufficient you are and how willing you are to be more self-sufficient. We got big news in uh, the world of the RV sales market. Some things with the COVID situation and campgrounds. Oh my, we've got more news. Uh, recall, let's see what else. Um, our survey results from a question I'll get to in just a moment. And and then here's one. If you are an investor, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how you would have done if you'd bought Winnebago a while back. So stay tuned for all of that and a lot more. But uh, first, uh, how you doing out there? You traveling? You know, this time of year, uh, the road becomes our own to a greater degree. Kids are in school. Parents are not traveling quite as much so um as as relative as it's going to get we are enjoying i don't know what to call it a, a little bit more freedom a little bit more flexibility more choices when it comes to campsites and rv parks vacancies and slightly less crowding at least it looks like it we'll see um i've been uh, getting ready we are um just about set for another trip but i've been ordered to get all the juniper pitch off of our rig before i go we're going to a highfalutin uh, beach side rv park and uh, karen wants it to look the the way it should look like it's new again and we have to park that thing under a juniper tree most of the time so if anybody knows how to get juniper sap off of an rv with the laminated sides, not the metal sides. Uh, just drop me a line at the podcast uh, page at rvtravel.com slash podcasts. And thank you in advance for your help there. We'll get the results of this in a few minutes. But um, first off, here's the rvtravel.com survey. Some fascinating results coming up later. And a pretty good indication of how, uh, I guess I'll call it, digitally self-sufficient you are um the question is how likely are you to stay more than one night when there is no internet or cell service where you are kind of ponder that i think you'll be interested in the results it's been fascinating to study that question just a little bit uh speaking of uh questions uh, are you looking for a new rv well demand is still going through the roof According to the RV Industry Association, factory shipments increased to 44,300 last month, up 3.5% compared to the same month in 2020. You know, the RV industry has set a new monthly record for shipments 
each of the last nine months, probably going to set a record for the year. So far, 344,804 units shipped through the first seven months of 2021. That's up. Are you sitting down? That is up 57% compared to last year. On the COVID front, which is, I guess, in part what we have to blame that incredible sales track record for, watch out and be aware. Around here, some of the live concerts that we're having, uh, they're requiring you to prove that you've been vaccinated. And uh, last I looked, at least one campground, this one in Maine, is requiring you to prove that you are vaccinated against COVID before you check in. And finally, this is the guy you want behind you when you're pulling a toad with your motor coach. I'm watching him. He's got a dash cam. And here comes a motor coach with a Jeep Wrangler behind it. The coach makes a left turn in front of this guy, but the Wrangler just keeps going south. You know, it didn't turn at all. It went straight down the next road. Well, this guy having presence of mind, whose middle name ought to be Hero, whips it down the same road, weaves a little bit to keep everybody else from passing him and smashing into it, catches up to that Wrangler as it's coasting down the road, slams on the brakes, gets out, climbs into the Wrangler, hits those brakes, sets the brakes, puts the emergency flashers on, gets back in, and starts driving for the motor coach so he can um, knock on the door. Uh, excuse me, are you missing anything? <laughs> Keep up the good work. That's the kind of guy I want parked next to me in the RV park. All right, the RV Travel po Podcast is brought to you by Clear2O, teardropshop.com, campgroundviews.com. Speaking of Clear2O, if you're tired of smelly, funny-looking, oddly-colored water, take a look at Clear2O's systems. Learn more about them at clear2o.com. They got an inline water system. I'll call it a filter and a filter. Their dirt guard is the big strainer that's going to take out the big chunks down to 20 microns. That is connected to another piece, their regular inline water filter. And these are the bright green ones you see amongst all the savvy RVers out there. That one will strain down to one micron. And the joy of dirt guard plus the clear to o inline filter is it is a solid block of carbon it takes all the really bad stuff out you'll have fresh smelling and good tasting water learn more at clear2o.com always learn something from this guy his videos our chats together here at the rvtravel.com podcast josh winters josh the rv nerd joins us from michigan's largest independent rv dealer halet auto and rv josh welcome back to the podcast well thank you for having me again scott 
You know, as we were warming up for this, uh, by the way, your scales are sounding good. Now, if your dance steps would square, you know, away, we, we, we might have an act here. But well, I tell you, you know, if you watch America's Got Talent, it's the, the untalented acts that are truly the most enjoyable to watch, and I would tell you that I'd be very entertaining. Oh, God. My brother was on the gong show 21 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine how bad you have to be to be on the gong show 21 times. But I can't. It was hilarious, but I know exactly what you mean. I've been there and done that. I've been on both sides of it. I've had the music stands fall off the stage. I anyway enough about me we were we were talking as we warmed up about the craziness out there and i mean you live it every day uh what do you guys i mean with the shortage of new rvs out there and this is related to the topic we're going to talk about in a moment but how are you getting you guys coping with the fact that you just don't have the inventory you'd like to have well i mean the the biggest thing that we've really done is we've really dialed in, made sure that we were managing our expenses. And along the way, some things that have happened organically is uh, the season has, it, it brings a lot of anxiety and X factors and several staff members have moved on as a result of that, which yeah. I, you know, I respect. I, I'd rather love somebody out of here as a friend rather than fight them in here as an enemy, you know? Yeah. And, um, what we've really done is we've really gotten together with our team, had some serious heart to hearts and said, look, you know, uh, we don't, if you guys are on board, we can do something like not replace these, these sales staff members or service staff members that have moved on, uh, which will allow everybody who's here to have more opportunities and you'll be able to take care of your family very well. And it's worked out very well, but it's also meant that our team has really stepped up and we normally try to cycle everybody through and give them a day off every week. And, just to make sure that we're covered. We haven't been able to do that, but they've been on board with that. So it really has been like from the most basic level, the guy that cleans the campers out to the salespeople, to the managers, everyone has just knuckled down and put in the extra time to, for, for fewer hands to, to make all the ends meet. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, there is some attrition and there always will be. And, and especially these days, um, I, we're seeing the opposite. My, I, I look at it this way, the, the pizza quotient around here. My favorite pizza place can't find people to work on Sundays and Mondays. So they've just yeah. shut it down. And that's how they have managed it. But uh, what about the inventory itself? Are you seeing any, uh, anything to give us some, some optimism out there? Yeah, actually, I do feel like uh, a lot of my sources have been kind of saying that a lot of the shortages that are out there, and there's always going to be some problem. I've kind of, I've, I've described it as Paula abdueling it. We're two steps forward, one step back, but we're making progress. And I've noticed ever since the manufacturer's April shutdown, we've definitely seen a greater influx of things. I was just talking to uh, my contacts at Catalina. They said for the first time all year, they're finally back up to 100% production capacity. Um, it, it feels like a lot of the major things that were in the way have largely resolved themselves. Now, there's we're not out of the woods. There's still challenges like right now, ladders on the back of RVs have become challenging to get to, and a lot of brands have just said we can't do it right now. Um, yeah. the, the foam in furniture, you can go check with furniture stores and hear about this. Like, we're having trouble getting theater seats, uh, but we can get height of beds weirdly. I, I haven't quite figured that one out, but I, I don't, I'm also not a furniture expert, so I don't, I don't know. Well, you know, but, 
Well, it's funny because I was going to say, you know, there are components of various sorts that we hear about all the time. What are they? But those are both bizarre and um, and uh, and maybe holding up some deliveries in some places. But, you know, the 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 opposite, if that's for me, I'm not here. Tell them that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh is the hardest working man in the RV business. He's probably tasked with answering those phones while we're on the podcast. But, but Josh, there's also the opposite, and that is um, uh, there. There are in my hometown here alone. There's at least four new companies building one way, shape, or form of RV. Now, those are those guys are going to be up against the same thing, aren't they? Well, it depends. So. There's a lot of really established um, suppliers and things out there, but there are alternative sources for a lot of things. And I actually, um, I, I have some contacts that are, I, I'd be wondering, I'm curious to know which companies you're talking about, but I have some some contacts that have just officially announced uh, the, the formation of Ember RV, uh, mm -hmm, their own brand mm -hmm. new company. Yeah. And yeah. I, I asked them, I said, now, like, where are you getting air conditioners and stuff? If if, if some giant, I, I call it Thorist River conglomerate, can't get an air conditioner, how are you doing it? He says, you know, I understand why you say that, but I have meetings with suppliers nonstop every single day from the moment I come in to the moment I come out, and somebody has something available. So I think that there's more opportunities available than people realize, and I think sometimes a smaller company... Um, you can exploit your, your smaller size as a strength. If sure, you're smaller, you sure. don't need as many air conditioners. So I think that maybe an alternative supplier can sometimes, uh, who, who like, let's say they, they, there's no way that those folks would be able to, to supply Forest River or Thor brands, but for a small startup, well, yeah, we can handle that. You know, that's only a couple skids worth. There you go. And, and that's a very good point. And you actually alluded to something that we should just, one of the reasons you all listen to the RVTravel.com podcast is for insights like this. And also Josh kind of tossed it off, but it's true. Ember RV, brand new. Um, I'll call it high level refugees from another company, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. And a company that's highly respected, and um, this should be interesting to see. These folks know how to build RVs, so yeah. Uh, you, you're is there you're being very cautious about how you approach this? Is is there? Are you just afraid to say a name? Is that something you prefer no, not to I, do? No, I wanted you to spill the beans. Oh, okay. I was going to give well, you the glory. I, no, no problem. I just wasn't <laughs> sure. No. Long story short, um, it's it's really the the main core four uh, founding leaders here. They're all folks who uh, worked for decades at Jayco RV. And um, they, uh, it, it's founded by Ashley bontrager Lehman, who uh, is the, uh, the granddaughter of the founder of Jayco. And I think it was, it's that, I mean, that entrepreneurial spirit. You either have it or you don't. And I, I think she just wanted to see what she could do and they could do. And what they're doing here it and it, it's certainly not like oh we're gonna we're gonna go take out our old company because what they're building is completely unlike anything jaco did there it's not a competitive market space at all who knows what the future of the company holds but they're really i think focusing more in that higher end uh you know uh like off more of a true off-road setup and i have been asked not to share specific things but 
a lot of what you see in the RV industry today that is marked as off-road, it just has a taller tire and maybe an axle lift package, maybe not even a suspension touch-up. This thing that Ember's looking at launching with, it's absolutely going to be something where you can tell they're standing on a soapbox screaming, hey, look at me, and it's going to turn your head for sure. Well, this is one bird hunter that goes off-road way too often for my wife's taste who is going to look very closely at the ember for that very reason. And interestingly... Well, I tell you, if she goes with you, it sounds like this is something where uh, she'd be able to have the little home base in comfort while you're off getting dirty. Yeah, that's the whole point. (laughs) And there are others. In fact, the four I alluded to here in Bend, Oregon, of all places, are all... Uh, finding a niche that nobody else is doing. And and I think right. that's true. Uh, Talked with somebody earlier this morning doing the same thing. In fact, she moved from a giant company to this small company, basically to take it in a new direction as an entrepreneurial kind of venture. And that's what you said as well for, for these new folks at Ember from the old folks at Jayco. And interesting to watch all this stuff. And hey, and by the way, everybody, we got more news like that coming up. But, but Josh, you, you are a treasure in so many ways. You tell it like it is. Uh, you walk your talk. We, um, we have talked before, but I'm intrigued by one of your most recent videos about the the used rv market and you guys see it all and mm-hmm. and so oh, yeah. do we and and especially these days when you cannot find near as many new rvs if you're looking for one as you prefer and we may be looking at a used one instead um so let's just kind of go through the list of the things you covered there we'll hit a couple now we'll get a couple more after the break and we'll talk about a couple other things i want to ask you but when you guys when a when you take a trade in or at this point in time when you're buying somebody's used RV so you can sell it to somebody else, what's the most important thing for you to look at and for us to look at if we're the buyer? I mean, there's a lot of things, but uh, I, I, I always start from the top down. Liter- uh, literally. Ta- yeah, literally from the top down. My mother taught me to clean from the top down. So that top down approach has always been something ingrained in me. And to me, that means the roof. And like in my videos, whenever I can, if I can't walk on the roof because there's no ladder, I'll like I'll hook my camera up to a broom and just wave it around up there to see what I can see. But uh, the the number one enemy of RVs, I think, is no surprise to anybody. It's water. It's leaks. You know that that four letter word leak. And if you have something wrong on the roof, that because wa- I say water's lazy. Water works with gravity. It won't tend to go up without help. Um, if you have a problem up top it's going to start working its way down. So it's it's the first place that I start smoking things out. It's also an area that's largely out of sight, out of mind for people. Yeah. So it yeah. unfortunately is something that tends to get neglected, and it's absolutely the number one maintenance point that should be. Like, I, I tell people, if you're going to do nothing to your RV, you need to just check the seals on your roof every year. No different than if you're not going to do anything to your car but change the oil. It's the number one beneficial thing that will extend the lifespan of that thing by magnitudes. Just take care of the roof seals, you know? Yeah. So are there particular locations on the roof that are kind of problematic? uh, Or do we just get up there with a magnifying glass and check the whole thing? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the more you look, the better off you're going to be. But the, the, the four corners, um, those are the areas, like, if you think of an RV, 
like a shoe box. Yeah. It's it's a twisting box. It's a it's a, a flexible structure by design. It kind of has to be. It can't be rigid like a house. It would break when you tow it. Um, it has to Some of them do, by the way, anyhow. Oh, <laughs> certainly. I will never, ever claim any of these things, even brand new on my lot right now. I, I won't claim I have a single perfect thing out here. But by design, they have to be able to twist and wiggle a little bit. And uh, those top four corners are the areas where those stresses are expressed uh, most dramatically. So if you're going to have a problem somewhere on the roof, usually it's at the the front or the back of the rv and especially in those corner areas okay so get up on the roof if you can or at least get as high as the roof somehow yeah bring the selfie stick with your camera and snoop around up there a little bit <laughs> which reminds me i'm shooting a video later today and i gotta pull out my long i got a better than that that what do they call it a jib i think in the tv business anyway i gotta go find a darn thing okay so number one the top I get it in from it rains down, pardon the pun, all sorts of trouble from dry rot to roof delamination, I think, or something like that. All right. What else is on your list? Well, again, just start working from the top down. I mean, I, there, there's the obvious, you know, if it's a fiberglass unit, you want to inspect for delamination and investigate why. But uh, working from the, the top down, I start to then inspect the inside top four corners Basically, yeah. the same things you inspected outside, but check them from the inside. There are times where somebody maybe has replaced roof decking or something like that. So from the top down, you don't see it. Then you get inside and you open those cabinets. You open the uh, uh, the corners, basically, yeah. and the, the wardrobes in the bedroom. And it's amazing what hides up there and you don't realize it. But you're buying the whole RV. Don't you want to see the whole thing? That's how I've always looked at it. You want to make sure everything's good up there because... There's a lot of little, like if you see little wavy wallpaper, or if you touch it and it's a little soft or a little crispy, you know, it crinkles under your fingers. It's not a guarantee, but there's a good chance that there's something that's at least happened there in the past. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to go back in and take a closer look at something right after this podcast, which is, by the way, the RVTravel.com podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. That's Josh Winters. Josh, the RV nerd from Halet Auto and RV. They're Michigan's largest independent RV dealer, and that's why Josh can be so outspoken and helpful to us. If you folks haven't watched some of his videos, get over there and do that. And if I recall, Josh, if we just go to Halet Auto and RV, we'll find your uh, YouTube channel, won't we? Um, I'm sure if you type it into Google, you probably yeah. would. Uh, but yeah, if you just go to HaletAutoNRV.com, you'll probably bounce to our website. There, cool. We got more news. Uh, there's a recall some of you ought to find out about or else. And the survey results, among other things, are coming up in the second half of the RVTravel.com podcast. Josh, you get a moment to rest. I'm going to pay a few bills around here, starting with RVTravel.com slash who makes what you know we've been talking a lot today about all these new manufacturers and the joy of a digital document like this is it can be updated constantly with whoever's building that new brand or whatever brand that is is owned really by these guys or those people or whatever learn all about it it's free it's a guide to all the manufacturers and all their brand names rvtravel.com slash who makes what and if you want to know who makes teardrop trailers well they'll be in there 
And my favorite is, of course, the little guy. Our friends at Little Guy are friends with our good friends at teardropshop.com. They make accessories of all sorts and they market other people's accessories for all the teardrop trailers on the market out there. Even some of the homemade jobs out there. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, you got a little guy, you got a tab, you got an R-Pod, any of those, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get 10% off immediately. Everything from sewer and water hookups, apparel and gifts, electronics, towing and leveling, you name it, they've got it there. If you're retired or active duty military, another discount on top of that. It's all at teardropshop.com. And uh, that, I, I turned it on extra loud to wake you up. Josh Winters, Josh the RV nerd, joining me again at the rvtravel.com podcast. Are you still there? Yes, and I got to tell you, you know that who makes what list? Yeah. For anyone who's just kind of curious about that, so that you know, that's literally a resource that we use here internally in the dealership. We supplied that to our service team, and they were literally like, oh, my gosh. we've been, like They've been trying to make their own list for years, oh and my. then you guys come out and make that, like like you said, a living document, this this master list of everything, because we don't just service what we sell. We service anything that somebody happens to have. And trying to figure out what company you need to call for parts on a water heater or something, it's it's it can be it can be a lot. So I mean, that's not even just good for a consumer. It, it, we're finding it beneficial at a professional level. I think anybody could find use for it. That is as close to a ringing endorsement as I've ever heard. Thank you, Josh. And just one more time, RVTravel.com/slash. Who makes what? All right. So we're at the top. We're you know one of the here's a revelation I had. And I understand why, but I've just never thought about it before. Whatever the temperature is outside, it's probably the same in most of your cupboards and closets. And none of that changes until you open the door. And that's when you notice all that. Mm -hmm. That's remarkable to me. And whether it was uh, on purpose or not, I think it, it's almost like a little insulation bubble. It's like a miniature oven. Yeah. And actually, one of the tips that I have for anybody listening when you get to your campsite in the summer, when you're first trying to get the RV cooled down, open up the windows and all of your cabinet doors for a few minutes and just let your cabinets breathe all that heat out, then kick on the air conditioner. Because like you'll sit there and go, man, it just it doesn't feel like it's cooling off in here. It's because you literally have this halo of wooden ovens all around you that are baking you from the hair down. Wow. Uh, that is such an apt description, and I'm glad I brought it up for that. Very, of course, cuts the other way in the middle of winter when I'm out hunting birds in January. It, it's so cold in some of those cupboards. But, well, and that's a good time if you're winter camping. Here's another free tip for you from Uncle Josh. You want to, you almost want to leave those cabinets cracked open a little bit so that they can get some heat in them. I have photos of even some very high-level fifth wheels with frost building up inside of those corners, especially around aluminum structure lines. Wow. Uh, where Because the, the wood's an amazing insulator. Well, the wooden door itself is preventing the heat from the RV from getting into the cabinet effectively. Fascinating. Well, thank you. You've just saved me a little bit of worry and a lot of aggravation too. So good on you. All right, so uh, top cupboards now uh what's next on your list of the things that you guys uh without fail are going to look at before you make an offer on a used rv 
Yeah, if it's got a slide out, uh, a slide out's like a mini camper inside of a camper. It's uh, campception. Yeah. Uh, you almost want to repeat the process on the slide if you can, but uh, uh, where you'll really tend to smoke out a lot of things is take your fingers and start tapping along the wall on top, not, not the slide itself, but the actual RV's wall above the slide fascia and tap all the way uh, you know, down the, the length of it from front to back and do the same thing vertically on the sides of the fascia all the way down to the floor and then kind of gently at first foot stomp the floor in those bottom corners. Those areas, again, uh, areas of like people tend not to always clean off a slide out before they bring it in or out which yeah, can, can yeah. damage the seal. Um, and if water gets in on the top, it will wick into that wood above the uh, slide a little bit, and water is lazy. It works its way down. It will tend to run down one side or the other of that wall, and once it hits the floor, it pools and tends to create a soft spot if there's been a problem. Usually by doing that, you can, you can tell if a slide seal has been properly maintained or if the slide was kept clean uh, when it was in use. Okay, I got an, another dumb question for you. This is the first rig we've had with a slide out. I know what the seal is. I know how to you know, put the, the stuff on it. But I should be putting that stuff on the what I'll call the, where the rubber meets the, the roof, if you will, uh, on, the, on the contact point as well. Well, I mean, the, the entire thing, thing is basically that stuff usually comes in sprays yeah so i mean you tend to you tend to apply it to the entire slide seal but the entire piece of rubber sealant there i mean if it dry rots in the middle because you didn't condition yeah. the middle well that's just as bad as anything else so right -o. i i i you you want to do the whole seal but i think by virtue of the fact that those those sprays tend to hit the whole seal anyway it's it's not like you got to think about it it's just going to organically happen right oh yeah um and uh but also like you said whether it's water or all that juniper bits that are falling off onto my <laughs> slide right now from the tree it's parked next to uh but we're working on that too thank you everybody and i am looking for tips on that don't forget all right so um okay slide out slide out floor slide out walls uh what's next on your um dirty half dozen uh pinch points for a purchase uh, the, uh, start looking along the walls for wavy spots or braille bumps, you know, and I mean, any obvious damage, like if somebody drops something and there's a gouge on the wall, you obviously want to investigate that. But if you see wavy spots or if you see what looks like acne on the inside of the camper's wall, those, are, those bumps, I call them braille bumps, those yeah. are mold spores. That, that means that there has definitively been water in that area it may be historic it may be dead it may be bone dry inside there but at some point where there was water in there formed a spore that tried to burrow its way out through the wall effectively now a lot of people ask me if i see any of this stuff should i run in terror immediately and my answer is that really depends on what your goal is here if you're looking for a problem free you know hakuna matata philosophy well then yeah that's not the right fit for you are you handy? Can you fix things? Are you buying it at enough of a discounted rate where you can account for those sorts of things? Maybe it works. Do you have mold sensitivities? I mean, everyone does to a degree, but I know some people that are severely allergic. Well, then you probably don't want to hang out in that camper. It really depends on your personal level of comfort. And I think the answer there is if you're ever not feeling it, just step away. I, I, I think that people have pretty good intuitions about things. And almost every time I've ever seen a client in my 13 years go against their intuition, 
they really end up with that buyer's remorse, unfortunately. Oh, I understand completely. I mean, what you're buying with a used RV, just like a used vehicle of any sort, is other people's problems. All right, so that's Josh Winters at Halet Auto and RV. I'm Scott Linden, your host. This is the RVTravel.com podcast. Josh, you got any more, uh, maybe the you know, top of the list, uh, the one more for us to scare the heck out of us? <laughs> well, as simple as it sounds, request a demonstration of the RV's systems. Uh-huh. Like, does the water heater work? You know, the air conditioner, the fridge, can you fire these things up? And Usually plugging something into power and hooking up a propane bottle on a trailer is not all that difficult. Where it can become tricky, though, and I don't really always have a good answer for this, is like if it's freezing outside, I can't show you the air conditioner works. If it's, uh, you know, uh, if it's screaming hot outside, I guess we can turn the furnace on, but I don't know that the thermostat's going let to it, let it fire. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So there's little tricks like that. Now, if we have advanced notice that a client needs those things done sometimes we can get something pulled into the shop uh you know to get heated up for them but our service schedule um tends to be pretty darn busy so i can't always occupy my text bays all the time and and it's again if we have some advanced notice we can usually make something work on the spot though you got to remember that as much as a dealership wants you to feel like you're the, the one and only customer that they have. You have to remember that there's a lot of people all looking for assistance all at the same time and uh, re- requesting something like that, like absolutely on the spot without notice. It can sometimes put some people uh, in service centers in a bind. So just try to keep that in mind and set your expectations uh, ahead of time when you're you know making appointments. Yeah. And in fact, why don't you just, I never get to ask anybody in a position like yours. I mean, what, what is the, what is the, what, how would you like to explain to everybody how damn busy you guys really are in a way that they might understand? Um, well, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there, there's there's always so many orders of business. You do your best to give everybody the individual attention that they need and deserve at the time. But, uh, you know, if, if you're talking to one person, you've got commitments to get back to 10 more at the same time. Like our, our service team, they can diagnose something now, and then they, they order the parts. And in the meantime, they perform 20 more jobs, and they have 20 more, uh, uh, you know, diagnoses uh, performed in the meantime. So it's just this this never ending cycle where it, it never it, I don't know it it always feels like somehow you're falling behind but somehow you you manage to to keep up with it and I got one more free tip for you great this is this is an interesting thing here um, I, I've really started paying attention to this recently and I've started correlating uh, loosely I haven't really done all the math on this but. I've been looking at, like, um, you know, if, if you're in a job like mine, you want to shop the competition a little bit, see what they're doing. And I've really been watching, like, um, review scores versus the number of service bays that a facility has. And then I've started cross-referencing that against the number of people they have on their sales team. And what I've really found is no one's ever going to get five out of five stars a thousand percent of the time. But sure. the places that seem to be four-star plus, they typically have at least a number of service bays equal to their sales staff, if not more. That is fascinating. 
and certainly worth noting. Um, wow, that is good. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of that myself, and we'll compare notes the next time we talk on the RVTravel.com podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Scott. Well, well we're not done. <laughs> oh, I thought you were kicking me off. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, yeah. You'll know when it's your time to go away. <laughs> but I, I mean, you've seen it all. All right. At the end of the day, and it's a long damn day. I know that for all of you guys. At the end of the day. They shut off, they, they close the service bay doors. You guys turn most of the lights off. A couple beer cans are cracked open and you guys all put your feet up and have a well-deserved tall, cold one. What's the f- most fascinating, vexing, craziest, disgusting service problem you've seen lately? Well, first of all, I want to know where you're working. Where at the end of the day, you're you're having drinks uh, around here. Lights are off, and we're going home. And we're you know everybody here works six days a week right now, so we have limited family time. And we're at home, but oh man, the the biggest service problem lately, frankly, has just been. Uh, and I'll ju- I'll just be totally a thousand percent candid on this. Just not being able to get very simple things like a microwave or something like that, like just basic parts for people. Wow. And, and, and I'll, and I'll tell you the, the part of this that really bothers me and is that, um, we're told, well, they're on back order. They're on short supply. There's not enough of them. But then I see that there are record number of shipments from RV manufacturers going out this year. I talked well, about it, and I'll talk about it again. Every one of those has a microwave, has a water heater, has a toilet. Mm-hmm. You're you're building, you know, something for a new client. We're not yet taking care of an existing client. That as a service-based dealership, and, and don't get me wrong, uh, our 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 vast majority of what we do here, you know, our, our largest private center is our sales team. And what I'm saying is, I, I suppose in direct contrast to that, but it doesn't, it, it does feel weird to me that I can't get a microwave for Mr. and Mrs. Jones who bought their thing from us uh, six months ago, but I had three microwaves show up in new trailers today. Uh, I don't know about that, you know? Yeah. There's, there's gotta be a, um, a disconnect and we all know we all know that uh the industry as a whole uh is all about selling units sell a unit and then go away please don't bother us with silly things like warranty so i understand how that works i just don't understand why it works that way it's it's very frustrating i'm waiting on an awning six to eight weeks you got well, any? You I'll got me laying around? <laughs> not any that you want on your trailer. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got stuff that came off of somebody else's if you really want it, Scott. Uh, I'll tell you the biggest thing that facilitates that break right there, uh, one of the other challenges, is it's it's not a well-talked-about thing. But in short, like in the auto industry, um, if you're running your dealership right, your service department is your largest profit center. Right. Um that is in the RV industry. Uh, a lot of that is because, like, if you perform warranty work on someone, that dealership is compensated properly for that. In the RV industry, that's not always the case, and I can provide volumes of instances in which a dealership loses money through the time and labor investment that they have, not just from the tech diagnosis, but the warranty clerk and the service manager and the scheduling a lot of times dealerships lose money performing warranty work. And that's exactly why 
a lot of places, if you didn't buy it for me, I ain't going to work on it because why should I lose money for you? That's, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying I understand it. I know how it happens. But that challenge right there goes beyond the dealership level. Uh, I agree. I'm living proof. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. And we'll leave Josh at this point because it's the end of the day for him. And despite what, what he just tried to fool us into thinking, he's probably going to go home and celebrate. Maybe that's where he'll do it. Josh Winters is with Michigan's largest independent RV dealer, Halet Auto and RV. You've seen his videos. If you haven't, get over there and see them. You'll learn something every time you hit the little white triangle, the sideways white triangle. Josh, it's always fun to talk with you. Thanks so much for being part of the RVTravel.com podcast. Okay, so you're really kicking me off for real this time. This time, you <laughs> you are dismissed. Thank you so kindly. Have a lovely day and a better you tomorrow. Bye-bye. But the rest of you, don't go away. Because we have a lot more to cover. I got some more news for you. A recall. You driving a Dodge? I mean a Ram. I guess that's what they want us to call them now. Stand by. Your answers on that survey question about, uh, let's see, what is that question about? Do you need cell phone and internet service? Well, we'll, we'll talk all about that, among other things, after this word from our friends at campgroundviews.com. You know, this is literally almost true but virtually absolutely true it's the coolest thing it says if you're in the driver's seat and you're slowly and carefully driving through a campground you're interested in booking a site for when you get to the site you like there's a little a little kind of a shield thing it'll uh, the color will tell you whether it's vacant or reserved for the dates you've already plugged in book it on the spot Admire the view, figure out if you can pull it straight in, if it's this kind or that kind, how close the neighbors are. It's all like campgroundviews.com, a virtual drive through hundreds and hundreds of campgrounds and more on the way every week, plus a whole bunch of first-person videos from the campgrounds that aren't on the record yet. It's all right there plus thousands of reviews. They're the single best place to find the great campgrounds that you're looking to visit. Campgroundviews.com Okay, recall. Chrysler, who builds all those other things, plus the Ram pickups, is recalling a large number of 2015 to 2020 Ram vehicles. Whew. Dodge that bullet by a year. All right. Whatever size, whatever the tonnage, if you will, from 1,500 to 3,500, all the different kinds of cabs, all with a gross vehicle weight rating less than 10,000 pounds. Bad news. The side airbag inflatable curtain inflator end cap. I know that means a lot to you. Anyway, your airbag ain't going to work. 212,000 thousand of you are being affected by that so check in with your dealer eventually ram will get around to sending you a letter but for now no no you heard it here first at the rvtravel.com podcast all right i asked the question earlier you know we usually it's it's um apple 
when we ask this question, uh, you know, in conversation. What if you'd invested in Winnebago Industries 10 years ago? Just take a nice round number, like a thousand bucks. You don't have that in your pocket right now? Come on. All right. Just theoretically then, if you put a thousand dollars into Winnebago stock in August of 2011, this year, that $1,000 would be worth over 10,200 bucks. 926% increase according to NASDAQ. And those folks know a little bit about that. You wanna compare it? Well, the S&P 500 gained 281%. And the price of gold in the same time period dropped 2%. Yeah, rolling gold. That's what a Winnebago was to you. At least the stock certificates were. So at rvtravel.com, Emily Woodbury, our editor, asked the question a while back, how likely are you to stay more than night, more than one night, where there is no internet or cell phone service? I was a little surprised, frankly. 20% of you said you would not stay more than one night without that digital connection to the outside world. 38% said you might stay a while, maybe not, depends. 37% said to heck with all that, I don't need that connection, I am self-sufficient in any respect. And then 5% said I'd rather be out in the middle of freaking nowhere. That's refreshing. Some of you had more to say about that. Storm M said, I can and have stayed lengths of time without internet. Access to a phone, helpful, of course, but not a requirement. And then she mentioned something that I'm a true believer in as a guy who walks out away from my rig for days on end. She has what's called an inReach. It's from Garmin. And there's another bunch of folks out there doing it. Spot locator is another one. It's basically an emergency locator beacon. And now it's in my truck when it's not in my hunting vest or it's not in my pack when I'm hunting or when I'm uh, just hiking around out there. It's a way for you to use satellites to let people know you're okay or you need help. And then if you press the right button, they drop everything and send a helicopter for you. Storm M, thank you for that tip. It will come in handy, I can almost guarantee you. Thanks so much. And everybody else, Take a look at those rvtravel.com surveys and pitch in your two cents worth. There's always something in there you'll learn about. I love just learning about my neighbors, my friends in this world, and that's one way to get a real handle on what people are thinking, why they're thinking it, and then every once in a while, somebody like Storm M has one of those tips that you really shouldn't be living without. Well, I hope you can't live without the next edition of the RVTravel.com podcast. I can't wait to have you back. It's only a week to the next one. I promise I'll be there. Will you? Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Josh, the RV nerd, for cluing us in on so many things that will help us become better RVers, safer, smarter, having more fun. Hey, do me a favor. The way this podcast grows is by you telling a friend and then by you doing a review, particularly at Apple Podcasts. So if you're an Apple person, please give us a five-star review. 
and tell everybody else about it. Okay, tell one person about it. I thank you so much. Thanks to all our sponsors. And thank you to RVTravel.com writers and staff for creating so much great content. I'll leave you with this. Why do you RV? Well, yes, that of enough people. And somebody's going to tell you, the kids won't move back home if they can't find us. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Thanks for listening. See you down the road.